Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Hi, this is Ruth Sanderson from Blue Peapod, and in this episode, I want to explore four excuses that I see commonly hold people back from delegating. Now, Sir Bruce Forsyth may have sang Life is the Name of the Game, and he wanted to play the game with you. But as leaders, I think it's delegation is the name of the game. And if we want to be the king of our castle, we have to learn to delegate properly. And I use the word properly because I was um, asked to design a course for a client around delegation. And they said, we are delegating, but we're not getting the results. So obviously, we aren't doing it right. And when we did the course with them, they turned around and said, yes, it's true. We weren't doing it right. And now we know how to do it better. And they are now getting much better results. So bad or poor delegation can at times cause more problems and damage relationships than if you didn't delegate at all. And as some people have experienced that, they have experienced bad and poor delegation, it can be the reason they choose not to delegate. Then again, sometimes we literally are just our own worst enemy as we buy into common reasons that, you know, why we should delegate, some even sound really rational. But before you do that, I just want you to double check as I share with you four classic reasons why leaders either don't delegate or don't delegate enough. So my number one, (laughs) my team are so busy already. Yep, I hear this one very often. My team's already busy. I don't want to burden them. It's not fair. They're overworked as it is. Now, here I always go, let's just check. It's just check, are they busy on the right things and not still doing tasks that long ago expired in usefulness, but are actually just habits? Check they're clear on the key deliverables and goals so they can access their own efficiency and effectiveness. One of the things I see is people go, yeah, yeah, I'm busy. I've got a long to-do list. And it is a long to-do list. And when they've executed that to-do list, It hasn't actually led to any desirable result or outcome. But were they busy? Were they doing stuff? Oh, yes. So just check in here. Are they doing the right things as in they're getting you desired results? Or is it just some legacy thing that's hanging on? Number two, I can do it faster. (laughs) Yep, probably can. And if you have more experience than the other person, yeah, definitely I would expect this to be the case too. If the thing you want to delegate is a one-off, then of course it doesn't make sense to invest the time in showing them how to do it. But of course we know that practice builds speed. And of course look at some simple maths. One hour of your time is more than one hour of their time. 
So even if it's a one-off, if they can do it without your input and it takes a little bit longer, it could still make sense. And it could have some extra benefits, like they could feel a little more more valued or it could build their self-esteem. So it all depends what you're going to be doing with your time as to the choice you make here. Which leads me to the third one. I can do it better. Now, on this one, when I hear this, I like to play devil's advocate. Which is, yes, you can do it well right now, but better See, one of the benefits of delegating is it is a fresh pair of eyes. There's your way and their way. They may do it differently and get the same result. They may do it differently and get an improved result. It could be better, more faster, innovative. It could be a complete leap in the outcome. Occasionally, I get the privilege of watching other trainers teach something that I teach. And... You'll see them do it, see them do it slightly differently to how I would do it. And there's certain styles and things like that. Sometimes at the end I go, yeah, okay, you do it differently to me. We get the same outcome. Sometimes I see them do something and go, wow, you have got a different outcome. How can I do what you do to get the same outcome? It's part of growth. But here's the thing. If we're feeling at all insecure, then we don't want somebody else to be able to do something better than us. So what we do is we hang on and we get prescriptive in how things are done. So when we delegate, we delegate in such a rigid fashion that it smothers everything. Now, there are some things that are very defined, prescriptive, and consequently creativity and freedom most certainly aren't appropriate. But I aren't talking about those things here. What if you saw this as an opportunity to transfer some of your knowledge and wisdom, thereby developing the person in this role, maybe even using the time with them to also strengthen your relationship, to better understand their career aspirations in an indirect way? Perhaps even in the back of your mind, you're also thinking about your succession plan. I know of somebody who was turned down from a promotion because there was nobody in his team that could replace him. And he just found out that piece of information whilst he was on one of um, my courses. And he was processing the shock and disappointment and wondering what to do to change this. And he gave me every reason I've just covered in the delegation thing. And he thought he was being a really good leader by protecting his team. He said they really enjoy working with me. And he was, you know, he was great in so many ways. And I thought, you know what, I bet they do really enjoy working for you. I said to him, where have you given them space to surprise you and show you what they can really do? And when have you not picked up the pieces for them? And his reply was, I don't want them to fail, to lack confidence. You know, they're really nice people with such a good team. My thoughts that I reflected back to him were that it sounded more like he was maybe parenting them at times rather than leading them. And he pondered it for a few minutes and said upon reflection he could see how some of his best intentions were actually indeed holding everybody back. Now, he went back to his team. There's a happy ending to this. He went back to his team and changed some of the things he did. And around about six months later, he actually got the promotion because he'd found the successor in his team. Not just the successor in his team, but the team had stepped up again. So what's the fourth reason that people classically use not to delegate? 
Uh, it's the old trust chestnut. I don't trust them. And again, I think we need to look beneath the surface of this one. What is the source of the lack of trust? Now, I like to explore the four C's of trust. Credibility, capability, confidence and character. Capability clearly is an easy one. If they don't yet have the capability, well, you decide how you're going to develop this. In many other cases, though, it's about the quality of the conversation, the communication style and ability to set clear expectations. Very often, if you extend a little more trust, then nine out of ten people are not going to let you down. Now, under the banner of trust, upon exploration, we also surface the real issue. (laughs) Control. Which is kind of, if I give this to another person, I'm not in control like I like to be. This requires you to hone your risk management and decision-making skills and also the ability to learn to let go. And you'll become better at discerning, is this something I really, really need to keep control of? Or, again, can you use this as an opportunity to improve the relationship you have with the other person, to increase trust between the both of you? And of course, it is worth remembering, it is a two-way process. I mean, what if they don't trust you as much as you either need or want them to? It may help if you look at the four C's relating to yourself too. So delegation then is the name of the game for leaders. And it's worth sometimes just reflecting, particularly when things get so busy or there's a state of high flux, a lot of change, is do we get sucked back into one of these particular reasons why We're not delegating like we could delegate. Until next time.